0: Finished with, I'm. It's like ninety nine percent done. Yeah. It's so so we're close. Just, there's a few tweaks to make. Like yeah. for all intents and purposes, it's done. Just kind of but waiting on the other people. and yeah. some sound stuff. Yeah, there's a little bit with the color, yeah. a little bit with the sound. Yeah. But like it's it's good. There's just a couple tweaks, mostly like personal preferences and a couple like weird noises. But like overall, like it's just about there. Awesome! Whoa 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 whoa! whoa. We are back. <laughs> oh, we're recording. <laughs> oh, Wow. Hell yeah! <laughs> Take forty three podcasts. I know. It's it's been a, a it, little bit. It has been. Yeah, a it's been a little bit. We've been pretty busy trying to get trying to get jump seat all finished up yeah and just i mean life in general i'll say
1: this honestly i don't know if it's that i mean it is for me yeah (laughs) i mean but i have been out of town multiple times had a family death and now we're just moving on and and keeping our head up but like and let's just keep this thing going yeah
0: yeah yeah like like not much has actually changed since the last time you guys heard from us uh, we're still working on jump seat. We're working on, on post-production now. Yeah, so this that's one, what I want to talk
1: about with you today. Yes,
0: Your section of post-production yes. and
1: just how, where you're at with the process, yeah. how it's been. I know that you and I have been doing the uh, color stuff together with Trent. Trent's our colorist, mm-hmm. and we've been uh, giving him notes and feedback. We're on like the fifth version, I think, yeah. or the fourth yeah, yeah. or something, so dude, you just want to kick this thing off? Yeah, thing let's too. do, let's do it. Like, I, right. I,
0: I think it's good because I, I think I have a, a little more unique perspective on post-production stuff than I did with pre-production and production awesome. because for this, for this movie, for, well, I guess for our, this movie and paper cutter, um, those are kind of the first times I was heavily involved in those parts of filmmaking. I'm mostly post-production. So getting to this point in this movie, um, I think I just see things a little differently because normally I'm on the other side of this where I'm doing the work for somebody else. Right. So, um, well you were there, you had a, you know, big duty on production day though. You were the director. Right. So well, the, well, I know, I know, yeah. but like, I, I think just, I have more experience in post-production. Yeah, yeah, I agree. With and that. so like the now being on the director side of it rather than the editor side of it. Dude, I can't wait to hear it. So I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. Yeah, you yeah, kind of did
1: that for me in production. And, yeah. Yeah. All right, man, let's just dive
0: right into this yeah. thing. I'm super excited
1: to talk about the editing process. You've Showed me a lot of the mm-hmm. steps, and you don't normally yeah. do that, right? um Mainly because we we didn't do that in the last film we did, right? For many reasons, and but I think this was really cool to just see it progress. Like I saw it very rough, and yeah, just like you saw it like like
0: a, like a few days after we shot it when I had done totally. like a very very basic assembly cut, like not yep. with, with without a lot of like the coverage angles and stuff like that. So you saw it super super early on, yep, and when I, it was still a mess, and I'm like, just don't take too much away from this because uh i think <laughs> like, this is trash yeah i'm like okay
1: it's on the right track you wasted
0: my year on trash yeah. <laughs> it's like i know this has a good three months until it's
1: finished <laughs> right. so we have plenty of time to refine right. this. yeah so, we're but, right
0: about it three months right now too yeah like and just barely it's over it's a good timeline for, for yeah the show. i think so
1: and, and honestly i think realistically it's pretty much done and yeah we're just, it, there's like, it, like I, could, I could submit
0: it right now if yeah. i wanted to there's just some we're being I make. oh for sure and yeah. we should be
1: and i'm really excited about that and so you worked as the director on you know, production. You wrote the damn thing, and now we're in post production as the editor. But I was looking at the credits that Zach did for us the other day, and it said, and like the other films we've done in the past, the editor is Cohen A Raymond.
0: That's right. Who the hell's Cohen? So Cohen A Raymond. I thought that was. I thought you were the editor. So I am Cohen A Raymond. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, but so Cohen A Raymond is actually named after three of my cats. Okay. Uh, so uh, Cohen mm-hmm. obviously, and then the A is for Ava. Both Cohen and Ava are dead now. Nope. It's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm over it. Okay. <laughs> and then Raymond is for my other cat Ray. Okay. Um. So basically, this this came about on Paper Cutter. I wasn't planning on being the editor on Paper Cutter. I was just gonna be director. I was gonna work with an editor. We hired an editor. Uh, editor sat on. I think we've mentioned this before. Editor yep. sat on it for like two months didn't do anything with it. I ended up having to take it back from him. And by that point, like we didn't have budget to hire another editor. And we're like, well, I like, I'm an editor. Like it's what I do. Like I can do this. But at the same time, I didn't want to, have all the credits I didn't want it basically I didn't want the movie to seem too small and too much like one person's vision sure right so and that's that's
1: fair yeah but I also think that there's two sides of that so keep going yeah
0: sure yeah yeah and I'd love I'd love to hear your thoughts on that actually my general thoughts are that movies tend to be better when it's filtered through lots of different people especially the three main phases you know writing uh, production and then editing, like that's where you kind of like retell the story, um, each time. And so only going through one person, I feel like can kind of limit, limit the creativity a little bit. So generally I I would prefer to have different people doing, you know, doing some of those jobs. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, for paper cutter, it ended up just kind of being necessary. Um, like I needed to do it. Um, Well, and it was, I remember
1: it, becoming an issue mm-hmm. and then we were running into budget issues like we always do because it's mm-hmm. just how these things go yeah super low budget and i don't i mean it's an excellent backup plan first off like, right we've worked with you as an editor for years right. and it's like, like that's, oh, that's what i do that's i'll my do thing. it and i'm yeah. like well he knows the story the best he right. wrote it he was there he directed the actors like he right. knows and just like me like i know circle takes
0: i know the best takes that we took right and you were right there and you should too right exactly um, yeah, so you know just, we know that we know the the footage inside yeah, and out we know workflow and that's yeah that's that's one of the benefits of me so when it to jump seat, basically um, you know we had a bunch of money out to other people to do post-production stuff color you know score all this other stuff and we just thought it would be a good idea um, since again I know the story inside and out I know the production inside and out um, that it makes sense. We could save money on me just being the editor. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, there's, there's some, there's benefits to it. There's negatives to it. And I think the negative is what I just said, where I think it can, it can hamper creativity a little bit. Like you might bring in another editor and they have some amazing idea that you never thought about. Cause that's, I mean, half of editing is discovery, sure. right? Like just right. like, Oh, like this thing works really well. Right. And there could have been an editor that maybe would have done something. I've been like, that is amazing. Like, that's the coolest. I never would have thought about that. Or even story ideas. like, Hey, you know, let's move this scene over here, which I probably would have initially been like. You yeah know, resistant towards yeah. but it but if you open your mind like there could have been some amazing stuff. So you do kind of jettison that a little bit, but you do trade it for one thing: speed. Like yeah. I, like I, I knew what was going where. I mean, the it's the first a, night we shot, I went home and edited a scene, and that's yeah. not deadline
1: or anything. It's no. just being anxious, and you, and mm-hmm. not to mention we, the movie went on hiatus for a year. So it's just yeah. you've had these thoughts and these visions for so long. It's probably nice just to see it in a timeline. Mm-hmm. Just to, it's honestly just like you would sleep better just having it on a timeline rather yep. than yep. an SD card or on a drive. Yeah, like twice, I know I know where days. it is. Yeah. I mean,
0: I definitely since since editing is my thing, I I think I do tend to be wary of other editors. Sure.
1: It's that daily check, right? The, the right. dailies where we're going through the footage, making sure we didn't mess anything right. up, making sure right. we don't need them again. And <clears throat> yeah, we didn't have any of those issues. So. Right.
0: Yeah. So. And like, and, and as well as speed, there's also, again, just understanding the story. I know the story. I know how I want the characters to interact. And yes, I could have sat with an editor and kind of explained all this stuff to him, but it probably would have taken me hanging out over someone's shoulder. And like, I know as an editor, I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate it when somebody is just like, oh no, like trim two frames off of that. But honestly, I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to editing. For and sure. so like, that's that's, that's, that's totally thing. how I would have been. <laughs> and, now, and now Dave and
1: Leah and I are doing that to
0: you. <laughs> right, but but I want that. Yeah, yeah and we'll, we'll, and we'll need, talk about that too. And you need new eyes yeah. on it,
1: well, not to jump too far ahead. Yeah. But like,
0: yeah, so you you know, there's some hurdles with that. Mm-hmm. For sure, like especially when it is, like I said, a story I came up with, a story I wrote, I directed uh, to it. expand. It, it, yeah, it takes some effort to open your mind up yeah. and, be, and be open to other people's uh, yeah. suggestions. Expand. And, and once you are... Like once you are open to that and do it, like there's so many, this is where the, I had to be especially that way this, cause I, you know, like I said, limiting creativity by not having another editor. I wanted, I really wanted to hear your guys' input and you and Leah and Dave, all three of you had great ideas that I implemented and absolutely made like certain moments or the whole thing better yep. or whatever. You know, you watched uh, the final cut uh, yesterday mm-hmm. and there were several things. Dave had, had it'd been longer since Dave had seen it. And mm-hmm. there were a bunch of changes I made that he didn't know about. And every single one of them, he's like, yeah, that makes it better. And I'm like, I agree. Yeah, like there was yeah. a
1: couple lines I didn't even notice when I watched that same version last week. And I was like, oh, did you pull that line? That's so much better. Right. Yeah. So much better. Yeah. It was like that whole scene is so much better. Yeah. So it just takes time. It does. Not again. There wasn't a deadline. It wasn't a rush. Right. Uh, But you don't want to
0: drag it out either. No. Like it's not good for your mental health to drag it out. And sometimes when things
1: get drug out from someone else, Mm -hmm. the opposite happens where, you know, this expansive opportunity to where you could see it in a whole different light could have not gone as well, which a.k.a. that's what happened. Right. Right. In in Paper Cutter. Right. So that's why I think you went into this. And it made it a
0: little bit of a drag like something we were super excited about well, suddenly it, we're all all a little like bent out of shape about well
1: and then legitimately it took longer I mean, yeah the premiere was two months longer
0: yeah yeah like we we missed festival yeah. deadlines because yeah. of it like yes, we did. you know we didn't make it into we had to wait an extra year to get it into Sundance you know where we probably would have been able to get it on time if we'd gone by like like this you know this time frame like three months after Paper Cutter I mean Paper Cutter was like an 11 minute movie
1: mm-hmm. and the
0: post-production time ended up taking like six months or so here, this is a, about a 23 minute long movie. 23 and, and a half. And yeah, like 23 and a half. And we'll have it done just barely over three months. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot more scenes, a lot more locations. Mm-hmm. Every time we talk about it, we get more excited. Whereas yeah, with Paper Cutter, we had this big dip in the middle where mm-hmm. it started to become started to become like just a little bit of a bummer for us right yeah yeah i definitely approach my writing like an editor and and directing as well i think is that
1: feasible is that something we could really do exactly and I've,
0: i've heard it before like i won't say this but i've heard other people say before they think editor people who are editors end up making the best directors because they're thinking about the end product much Mm -hmm. more. A lot of directors, I mean, you think about like Robert Altman from the seventies, stuff like that, they just kind of shoot shoot, And even Scorsese does this in a lot of ways, just kind of shoots, shoots, shoots. And then like, they make the movie in editing, right? That's not really how I work. Like I, like I want to know, I have like transitions and those things kind of thought out before we shoot. So tell me about those first steps then. Yeah.
1: Like once you're into the editing process, the
0: very first part,
1: because we talked about production and all that stuff in the last episode, you guys should go back and listen to those if you haven't what's the first step of your editing process then? I mean, the, as soon as I
0: give you the card, what are you doing? It's it's organization, organization, organization. Like that'll make things go faster. It removes uh, hurdles in storytelling. Like if you're not thinking about like, oh, where's this shot? Where's this thing? Where's that? I lost it somewhere. You can just stay focused on the story. hundred percent. And just knowing what the, like, oh, I need to grab this piece of footage. Here it is right here. Yeah. And so it's it's all about Without organization. Without searching, dude. Without searching, yeah. you know, no, like I split up my bins into, at first they were like the individual days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I split them into kind of like, locations, which was basically the same thing. Um, but so I knew I had the individual bin. So I'm like, okay, I'm working on the, uh, video store mm-hmm. scene and one, like the video stores in like three separate scenes. Right. Right. So I had those broken out. So I know like these amount of clips belong to this scene, these clips belong to this scene. And so I just, I knew where I was going to get stuff whenever I, whenever I needed it. Yeah. Right. Um, and the other thing is, and this is a little more of a technical thing, but if you're working with big enough footage and we shot in and we mentioned this before ProRes RAW, which is a new RAW format, like they're large files, you know, I have a good computer, but at the same time. Um, they're still just really big, yeah, really the big brand, files. Brand new tower. Yeah. Brand new uh, you, Mac pro. Did you
1: edit on the 20? The no. So Mac I actually
0: pro? edited about 90% of it on my, the, on the, my 2013 on Mac pro. trash can. Yeah. On the trash can. Yeah. yeah. And it, like, it worked really well. I will say, I wish I'd had the brand new Mac pro for the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> cause it, cause that, that just feels like butter. Like so that's, cool. I have no issues with that at all.
1: Just thinking about all that stuff though, ahead of time. Yeah. yeah whether yeah. it was having those backup files on the cards, like well, we discussed last episode, but, right. th- and, but then huge. making proxies, yeah. making proxies is huge. have
0: And I've like, I've worked with proxies once or twice before, but the majority of stuff I do on a day-to-day basis doesn't really require it. I have a good enough computer and we don't like, since we're doing marketing stuff, we don't tend to shoot, you know, raw stuff for, for marketing things. We use, you know, good, good ProRes codec, like a 422, um, even like HQ 422. But this one, we wanted to pull every single little bit of color. I mean, we wanted this to be very colorful, very moody, very dark thing. And so if especially if you're going dark, you need um, all that information so you have good transitions between dark and light and stuff it like, doesn't start banding as bad of course, and, and things yeah. like that. So uh, making proxies uh, was really, really helpful since you can switch back and forth between them. There's just in Premiere, and I'm guessing most other of the major editing programs, Um, there's just a button you can click back and forth you actually link your proxies to your main files but proxies are they're smaller you know they're like a prores 422 or something like that something that's easy to play back so you're not doing the finishing work on them you're not doing the color you're not doing all that stuff so you're just looking at it at this point for the story what's the story and so it makes it really really easy you don't have like every time you go to hit play like you don't have some long pause or have to render it or whatever like You can just watch it, you can focus on the story. And then when you get to the finishing work, click that button and you got your regular files back. And then I made timelines for each of those scenes and kind of pulled in. And and there is a little bit of a shortcut here since I was the director and the writer as well. Like I I remembered a lot of which scenes, uh, like which takes we liked the most, but I mostly pulled in every single shot from, from each of those locations, put them in a timeline. You know, I didn't edit individual scenes first. Look at the big picture, start big, right? Um, kind of like, so I'd take like a scene, you know, where we had multiple angles, you know, so we had like a front two shot and then like two pieces of coverage, but I would just pull in the two shot and work on that to get the the big picture story worked out. So that's why like the first thing you saw, it was the whole movie, but a lot of the scenes were just like one shot. Exactly. Right. So it was, then I was going to go fill in that stuff when it, you, you just overflow the angles, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, start big, get your story worked out. You're like, okay, the story flows pretty well this way. Like this is the right order. And also if you decide you want to change things up, which you know, happens plenty in editing, For sure. like it's much easier to do at that point. So once you've got your big picture down, then you start kind of focusing more on your individual scenes and your transitions between those scenes. And then once you
1: have those big blocks of scenes, mm-hmm. you can kind of just chunk them together. Yes. You just take those big chunks after that, mm-hmm. move them down in, and then you start fine-tuning.
0: Yeah, then you start fine-tuning. It. That, and that's the name of the game start big and then work smaller and smaller. And then, you know, by the end, you're focusing on like two frames here and there and a transition between a scene. But that's the main thing. It's like, look at the big picture first. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you figure out the, you know, that way also like you maybe, you know, you can pull in like one scene and like you work that to death and you're like, this is perfect. And then, you know, and then you bring it into the movie and you're like, this doesn't work here. You know, (laughs) like this doesn't work like this. And so then you have to backtrack and figure that out. But if you look at the big picture first, you understand like, okay, this stuff all works in the posi- position that it's in. And now I can tweak that stuff. 100%. Yeah.
1: So now you have that whole timeline. You mm-hmm. kind of feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you start sending it? You start showing me.
0: Yes. Yeah. So when I have like what I call at this point, um, it's it's slightly beyond assembly edit. It's mm-hmm. it's a rough cut. You know, it's it's a loose rough cut. So there's, you know, there's some fat here and there. Like things aren't like perfectly tuned. But yes, that's when I would start showing it. That's when I showed it to you and Dave and Leah and say, like, okay, generally because I don't want you don't want to get too far. You don't want to like spend an hour on a transition or a day on a transition no. or whatever, and then you guys blow it all to hell. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. This doesn't yeah. work. So you wait you, for those ideas. Yeah, you wait for those ideas and you like, let it be a little bit loose for the first viewing and people that understand how to make movies will, will, will understand that, you know, you and Dave and Leah, you, you guys get that for sure. So that's, yeah, that's when I start showing it to, to other people just to, to start getting some feedback and to see like, am I on the right track? And like, cause you can get such tunnel vision being in an editing bay by yourself and just working on something you're like, this is great. This is great. When it might actually be trash, but yeah. you won't know if you don't like ask anybody else. So and, not to cut you off, but what type of feedback did I give you? Oh yeah, you. So a lot of I think most of your feedback in this makes sense. This is what it would be. A lot of your feedback was about which take we used specifically. Usually, like, um, like a lot of times on the first take, mm-hmm. the lighting wasn't exactly to your liking, and you're like, the yeah. second take, the lighting was much better. Right. And there's a couple I of them,
1: some stuff, and you noticed too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And so a lot of them were a lot of yeah. Your comments were like, hey, like this take. This um, is actually this the correct, better. This yeah. is the correct. This lighting. is the one we should use, yeah. and like the thing about feedback also and and it's really hard cuz in in the end like it's it's our movie but it is my movie like it's mm-hmm. it came from my heart and soul and like I'm the artist behind this. I'm doing finger quotes just so everybody knows the right. artist behind it and Air so quotes. you have to take all that feedback and sort it out you know just don't it's really easy when you get feedback or when you get criticism, to immediately get kind of like hostile about it, like Simple. shut up, you don't know my art, like you know, <laughs> you don't I'm a, understand and I've seen, me. Yeah, you don't get me. You don't know what I'm going for here. I'm an artist. <laughs> and I've like seen a it teenage am- boy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's it's kind of, that's kind of the attitude. It's yeah. like a teenage boy who like can't understand what it's like to not be right. Yeah, yeah. you know. And so Definitely. you need to you don't don't say anything back immediately. You know, just take in all the criticism, make notes of it. The and painting, then s- The painting was a gift, Todd. The painting was a gift. <laughs> But you take all that, put it, put it in a note and then sort through it on your own and yeah. figure out what you do and don't want to implement hundred percent, you know? And because again, in the end, like it was my movie and if something felt very like tonally wrong, like I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna do it. You kind of listen to like Dave knows storytelling really mm-hmm. well as well. Yeah. So you listen to
1: his storytelling Absolutely. feedbacks more than you probably listen to anything visually or sound. And then and more of me. Yes. Yeah. Visually. Cause I was like, Hey, um, when I composed that shot, it looks cropped oddly and we knew right. we were going to have to like dial back from a 4k to a 2.7 right. so i knew there was going to be i gave you room to play right but there was just sometimes where i'm like slide that just a little yeah. bit he's his shoulders just a little too deep yes you know yep. like little things like that yeah. and you're and like oh yeah duh
0: yeah and again like and i'm back there like more looking at the big picture a lot of times 100%. and so stuff like that just like takes some work off my plate you and know <laughs> back to
1: the point of like that last uh those last couple of questions like Yes, that is exactly how it works. Th- that feedback, you mm-hmm. organize that feedback, you take the examples and the feedback from those people who mm-hmm. are best in their field yep. in that category
0: and then you apply it. Yeah, yeah. Or you what, don't. <laughs> or you don't, yeah. yeah. Or, you, or you say and this is and kind why. of you're right as the filmmaker and right. as like kind of, the, I mean every movie is is basically a small corporation, right? Yep. And so you're the CEO of that corporation and you don't necessarily do everything that the people underneath you tell you to do. Right you make the best decision based on the information you get from them. Exactly. Right.
1: So this next step you and I are actually working on together. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is working with a
0: colorist. Working with a colorist. We're, yeah. We're working with Trent Powelson. Pa- yeah. yeah. Trent Paulson, same colorist yep. that, that did paper cutter. Yep. Great, great dude. Really smart. Super talented. Really good. At, yeah. Really good at what he does. Um, last time, I didn't really involve you. I should have. But again, that was one of those lessons learned. That was your
1: first time directing.
0: My first time directing. Yeah. Like, like kind of understanding like, and I'm a, I'm a team player. I just don't think I quite understood. You
1: you involved me, but you were, it was like almost done. And you're like, this is what we're going for. And we're like, "Ew." and I I remember looking at it on my phone and I was Uh. like, Right on. Like, but then I found, then I found out my, um, my screen. Uh, oh, I remember talking remember about this. That, yeah. My screen color tint was off because it was at night. Yeah, that's right. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. So it was, it was like all orangey yeah, looking or really, something. I was like, Ooh, a little overdone. Yeah. I was like, we'll have to chat about that. And then the next morning I watched, I was like, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what happened there. Right. But, so I was like, oh, I think my phone was in orange mode. Right. So anyways, yeah. And we're working with Trent again and he's just super, super talented. And now we're on version four. So yeah. what, like for me working with a colorist, we chatted about this yesterday. You said you didn't communicate well enough maybe right. with Trent because we've had to do so many revisions. Yes. I don't think it was a communication issue. I think you were just trying to let him do his thing. Cause yes. we have trust in him already. Yes. And That's right. you know, lesson learned. I don't know if it's, you be more direct next time or not. Yeah, but I, I th- would actually, would you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And th- and I can tell you exactly what happened there. And like, just like you said, uh, being a post-production guy, that's how I'd want somebody to treat me, you know, yeah. give me the stuff, say like, okay, you're good at your job, do what you do. Mm-hmm. And, and like, and that's true with Trent. That's what I do with the paper cutter and paper cutter went much quicker. I mean, for several reasons, most of which is like, it was almost all in one location. And so, well, and it
1: was, it was normal, pretty much normal lighting besides yeah, some much. like tonal stuff. Right. And right. This is very,
0: just wait till you see this. <laughs> right. <It's> so much, <laughs> very so much colorful color, film. very colorful, very, like there's so much like dimension in all the shots because yeah. of all the shadows we have and stuff. Yeah. But so so the the difference this time is, like you said, it's a much uh, more involved movie. Lots of different looks in it. Lots of lots more footage. The look is very important, and this. the look is very important. And we like we thought about it a lot before we shot it, and so the The lack of communication for this was that I don't think I properly expressed to Trent what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. I mean, you remember you have to remember he's coming off other projects.
1: He showed us a really cool example of what he colored uh, for a music video or yeah, something like that was right before, pretty it. similar to ours. Yeah, kind of. yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But th- that director and this is this is stuff I learned along the way talking to Trent. Like the the director had him doing stuff that was different from what we wanted, Actually, but he was yeah. kind of in that mode, right? So like 100%. our our brains were too separate, and we needed to meld our brains a little bit better before he started. That's he, all. That's he, all. I is. You got it. Once we like, once we, I mean, we did have to go through a few versions, and then we kind of had to sit down and have like a full talk about like, okay, what are we thinking about this in in general? And that's where we, that's where our brains finally kind of meshed together. And once he got it, once we got what we were going for, yeah. then it was no problem,
1: dude. I want to hear Trent's side of that too, yeah. especially after he finishes guess we should have him on the next yeah, episode. Yeah. Let's see if he wants to come on. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. Yeah, that'd so be great. Let's try to have him on the next episode for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, you'd think we'd have that planned by now, but um <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so you guys get on the same page. You guys, under, he understands your vision finally yes. and our vision. Mm-hmm. And the, the real cool part about the coloring thing though, is you and I agree a hundred percent pretty much on everything. Yeah. Pretty much anytime you would come and take a look at it, you'd be you're like, like, you're like, I think we should change this, yeah. this
0: and this. And I'd be like, yep, I agree. You're like, actually, <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like,
1: you're like, oh, I didn't hear that or, or see yeah. that, but I'm just like... And then you're going through and seeing it again, and then
0: you're hearing and watching stuff. Yeah. It's
1: just you just it's just part of the process man and, and it's fun man it's it so fun it's so, a, fun takes and so collaborative whole, takes a whole farm
0: and, and real quick i want to say you're talking we we're talking about um making sure he understands our vision that's something that i think is really really important for i mean the whole process but i think post-production even more so yeah because you're bringing in people that may not have been on the production yeah and if you need to have a strong vision and understand what you want so you can explain it to them
1: okay so from color mm-hmm. we go to what
0: Uh, sound. So, so the next two kind of happened, it happened at the same time. And I think they generally do. So uh, BT, who we had on like our second episode, I think did our set on set recording. And then he's also doing the, uh, the post mix, but at the same time, so this is something we did for this that we haven't done before is we hired a composer to do a score for it, which was first of all, just like super, super awesome that we were doing that. And we got like, I don't know, I can't imagine it's shocking almost to me how perfect the guy we hired uh it's uh, really good yeah he's Get really, really good stuff he, he nailed exactly what I was hoping for. So yeah, so both score and sound were happening at the same time. Um, I think, I think I want to talk about score a little bit first um, because that actually happened more before sound. Yeah. So with the score, it's, it's just as important, if not more important to understand your vision because the score music in a movie like tells everybody how to feel right. Yep. And so you really, you you need to understand your vision. You need to know what you're going for. You need to, again, need to be able to explain it. And with score, what I found out again, it's my first time working with a composer. So like I'm learning as well, but what seemed to work really, really well is giving examples. Mm-hmm. And so the, I knew the kind of the sound I wanted was a very like synthy sort of kind of Blade Runner sound. So I sent him, actually, there's was a lot of Blade Runner music. And what's really cool, what he ended up doing is he uh, ended up using an, an emulator that emulates the exact instrument that Vangelis used when they were scoring Blade Runner. Oh wow. Yeah. So it actually that's like, cool. it's basically, it's the same instrument yeah. pretty much, it which sounds, is really cool. It
1: sounds pretty similar, yeah. but it's like, oh, it's so
0: cool. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He did such a good job. I mean, there was like, I think we did maybe three rounds of revision, but it was mainly for, for like one chunk and then a couple small parts.
1: If you could boil it down to like one word, what would you?
0: Yes. So, and that and that's that's another thing that I did is, is I, I think it helps you um be concise. If you can boil down what you're looking for to one word. Uh And the word I gave him was ominous.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Cause there's, there's multiple parts where, um, at least for me, I don't know if it'll necessarily come through, but like kind of about like, um, uh, like just existential dread. And so, so the ominous part worked well. And I I like things that feel mysterious and like, this is a dark movie, like things that are a little bit, kind of dangerous in it. And so o- Ominous was really, and he, he nailed Ominous. That's so cool. He absolutely did. I, I
1: couldn't believe how well it brought in the
0: the scenes. I mean, it yeah. was just so
1: much more powerful.
0: Well, yeah, because I mean the, you know, I'd been using a lot of like music, just stuff yeah. I'd pulled off a of YouTube or from stock. It was an idea, side. but
1: it just wasn't it at all. Yeah, but it
0: yeah. It, it, helped, it helped me understand mm-hmm. the tone and as well, um, help him understand kind of the vibe I was looking for for each individual scene for sure, which, which was really, really helpful. And I even asked him, cause I, again, being post-production, you know, give him something to say, you know, just do, do what you're going to do, do your job. You're good at it. And, and I even asked him, I said, I said, look, when I give this to you, I like, I don't want to box you in creatively. So if like, if it's your process to start from scratch, like I'm, I'm not even going to show you the temp music. Right. And so I asked him, I said, do you want a version with the temp music? And he actually did which I'm kind of glad I imagine that probably helps quite a lot again, to understand generally what I'm hoping to see in each scene. Right. But it, it's so amazing, even though they do have different like vibes to them, you can tell that they're part of the same piece of music. And it, as soon as I dropped it in, it just pulled the whole movie together. That's so it's cool. so cool.
1: And, and why we're on music, let's talk about thought beings.
0: Oh, thought beings. Yeah, yeah. Another, another thing that happened that has, that's well, exponi- another thing you've had to edit too. Yeah. Another thing I've had to edit, mm-hmm. but it's like exponentially, um, become more beneficial for us. What, what happened? So the original idea, we t- got talking to this, this smaller band called Thought Beings. They're, they're a synthwave band. Turns out I thought they're out of England. Turns out they're actually out of San Francisco. Oh, so not that far away. That's cool. I don't know why I thought they were English, but I, uh, they must've said something that made me think that anyways, uh, they had this song that I really, really liked, um, that I wanted to go at the beginning of the movie called Hazy. And so we contacted them and we we're like, Hey, cause we'd had a little bit of luck with paper cutter on a smaller band, um, that allowed us to, to license it for like 500 bucks, which is a steal. It's great. Right. Yeah, this is it. Here it is right here. And so, and Thought Beings was even a smaller band. So we're like, let's reach out, you know, see what they have to say. And like, they were super, super down to the point where they're like, how much, like, how much do people normally get paid for this kind of thing? Right. And then we had a thought. oh beans. Beans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We had a thought like, okay, what if we trade you guys and what you get out of it is a music video with footage from, yeah. from Jump Seat. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's a great idea. Only problem is Hazy is a bit of an older song right. for us. Like we already have a music video for it. Like that's not something, that's not a, a big need for us. Right. And But what they did say, they're like, what about this song, Sundown? Um, do you like this song? Like, would you want to put this in the movie? And I'm like, yeah, this is a great song. This is actually going really, really well in the end credits. Um, I said, okay, what about this then? Yeah, what if we... What if you license us both the songs and then we make a video for this one? Yep. And they're like, Yeah, that's cool. Let's do that. Yep. And so you know, we all two for one, baby. Two, a two a twofer. yeah. We uh, I, I finished up the music video a few weeks ago. sent it to them. They love it. Um, they and do love it. They do love. It. And they were talking about like, Oh, we're gonna release it in a couple of weeks, you know. And they like tweeted about it and stuff, which was super cool. Then we got an email uh, a few days ago. And they're like, Our record label likes it so much because um, they have another like EP out since yeah. that song came out and like a couple other songs. They're like, our, our label likes the video so much, they want to do a maxi release of the single. So they're gonna do, they're gonna release it with like some remixes of the song so and stuff cool. like that. And just like, what a cool thing. Like, so I mean, cool. especially since in the beginning, like we were fans, not collaborators. Sure. So now suddenly like they're doing this with a song that like, I like a band that I like using like stuff from our movie and doing like a larger release with it. Like that's, I mean, that's, it's that's, so cool. That's the dream. Man. It really is. It really is like not a, not a, I mean, you don't think that a, a collaboration with a band on a movie is going to happen like this early right. in like a filmmaking career? And you it know? was a good deal for everyone, and they it were was yeah. pleased. You know, they're like, "This yeah. is the most cinematic video we've
1: ever yeah. had." You know, and yeah. that that's a huge compliment. And, yeah, a huge compliment. And yeah. they're they're one of our favorite bands. We listened to them. We listened to them before we even were yeah. you know making the movie. Yeah. so yep. that that was really cool. Yeah, so
0: that that part's really really rad. And like we're we're just super super stoked that they're uh, they're on board with, with with helping us out. So I have an idea. Okay.
1: What about if we talked with Chad, our poster guy, mm-hmm. which we should talk about here in a second? Yes, and then ask him if we could put that on the record label, like the cover. Yeah, album, like maybe get the like the cover a, a
0: textless version of the uh, of the poster. I'm sure yeah. he'd be down. I've, you know, Chad Chad's a great guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys need to check out the poster so, as well. He did he did such incredible jobs.
1: So what's that like having uh, like because the paper cutter poster is amazing. It's yeah. like framed in my basement. It's yeah, huge, same. and it looks great. Yeah, this is.
0: It's sane. It's different. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the paper cutter poster was fully like hand drawn. Yeah. Where, uh, whereas this poster was more pieces taken from the film and kind of photoshopped together. Um, Chad is a legit like, we got lucky. He he's a friend of of Leah's, but he's a legit like Hollywood like graphic designer. Like he's I, I don't know what I can talk about because he's talking about something he's not able to like talk about. So
1: let's have him on. Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. see if he wants to come on. Let's uh, have Trent on next talking about color. That'd and be then great. Let's have Chad on to talk about poster mm-hmm. let's also have Andrew on to talk about the score yeah absolutely so yeah. then then that'll just kind of complete the whole scene yeah. thing yeah series we should be do doing that. and then we'll move on to yeah other production. they
0: are post-production people so you never know they they can be kind of shy yeah. <laughs> but I feel it's like
1: true. I feel like they'll all want to do it for sure so yeah that's I mean the poster yeah. looks amazing yeah I'm, and the poster I'm was
0: ve- was very much what I was talking about with, with dealing with post-production where we just kind of threw the movie out and said make us a poster man yeah you know like really kind of like just throw caution to the wind um did give him at least a slight idea of what we're looking for, but we have a couple w- different versions too. That are yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's he just like, making like three posters. He's just like,
1: take them. I'm like, yeah. Whoa. So yeah. 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 Sure. He did
0: a great job. And like, and what he ended up coming back with was exactly what I wanted. Exactly. 100%. Like, like the, the composition of it, the lighting of it, like the poses that you, like it's, it was exactly what I was hoping it's for. It's cool to see my images and my shots right? on a poster. It, oh, it totally yeah, is. Yeah. And I'm, cause I'm
1: like, God, it looks so cool. I'm like.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you those did are, that. You did that. I took <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's
1: like, it doesn't click really because it looks so different. Yeah. Because they're, they're frames from the film. Right. And he's just characterized him and like yeah. made him look kind of cartoony. Right. It just it's so sick.
0: That's been my favorite part about this one is seeing our work being translated by different people. So Chad, who we've never met in person, and when he did the poster, I hadn't even actually talked to him. Leah hadn't had all the communication with him. Seeing how like he watched it was an early, early rough cut that he got because I just wanted him to be able to get going on it. Having him watch his movie, he knew nothing about, and coming back with this poster and just just seeing the way other people interpret our work. Right. And same with Andrew doing. The, doing the score seeing like when he watched it what are the things that like jumped out to him you know and so just seeing that interpretation by another artist uh on something that we did was is just super fun and we just got some awesome news this week. Mm-hmm. We have the premiere Yep, on October 28th. Yep. I signed the papers. Yep. So we have a, uh, there's a, there's a theater in town called Brewies, and it's like a, it's like a pub theater. So you can cinema get pub. Drink. Yeah. Cinema pub. A uh, really cool place, a local place that I love to support. And so it's really, really cool that they're, they're allowing us to do this and it should be a pretty dope premiere. I think it'd be really cool for our listeners that aren't anywhere around here that, you know, that wouldn't be able to make it to to a premiere, um we're gonna my my website, papercutterpictures.com, we're actually going to embed it on there with a um a password. Yep. And I think it'd be really cool to give our listeners the password. Like we'll probably keep the same password for maybe like three or four weeks and then sure. change it. But give give you all a chance to to watch it. Yeah. You know, it, at the same time. At the same time, yeah. For free. For free, yeah, yeah, just for, free. just for listening, yeah, just for listening to us. I mean, you've so, you've been on this journey with us, so like, I think you you all deserve to yeah. to get a look at it.
1: So we'll get the code to you uh, yeah. in the upcoming episodes as well. Yep, I think we've just been so busy, like with production and work. I mean, yeah, I mean, have a lot at work, on, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, we're gonna do our best to keep going
0: on yes. the uh, the good schedule that we uh, said that we would, yep. and we may not be reliable, <laughs> but, but at least for fun, which is I think why our wives married us. <laughs> like.